No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where reproach and destruction have come upon Judah, so Jeremiah calls them to turn back to the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Lamentations chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. For many years, Jeremiah had prophesied that God would bring destruction upon Jerusalem for her many sins. Now Jeremiah watched with horror as it all came to pass. And what were the people to do? There was only one thing that they could do. Examine themselves and turn back to the Lord. We continue in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being proceed? Why should a living man complain a man for the punishment of his sins? Now, Jeremiah was pointing out that the fact that things came about as God had said proved that it was God saying them. In other words, for all this time, Jeremiah had been prophesying doom and gloom from Babylon. And now that it had actually happened, Jeremiah was saying, so doesn't this prove that it was the Lord that was saying it? It's God who tells us of the woe and the well-being that will come. And then he says, so why should sinners complain about being punished? And the problem is, is that when people disregard God, they disregard his word, they do their own thing, and then they receive the natural consequences of their sin. So many times they want to complain against God, that God is punishing them. Well, God may be punishing them, but many times it's simply the consequences of their own choices. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled. You have not pardoned. So what could they do at this point? They couldn't reverse what had happened. King Nebuchadnezzar had come against Jerusalem, destroyed the city, destroyed the temple, had taken many of them into captivity They couldn't reverse those things, but they could search out and examine their ways and they could turn back to the Lord. And that revival was what was needed, a personal revival in their hearts. And so he said, let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God. Now, I have been in many worship services where people lift their hands and it is a universal act of surrender. It's a beautiful thing, really. But I wonder, do the hearts also correspond with the hands? In other words, are people surrendering their hearts along with lifting their hands? And that's what he's saying. Let us lift up both our hearts and hands to be submitted to God. We have transgressed and rebelled. This was not an unintentional sin. They knew what they were doing was wrong. God had warned them in the law. He had warned them by the prophets, and yet... They transgressed his law. They committed idolatry. They rebelled against his commandments. And now Jeremiah said, you have not pardoned. God reached the point where he was unwilling to turn and relent from bringing judgment. You have covered yourself 
with anger and pursued us. You have slain and not pitied. You have covered yourself with a cloud that prayer should not pass through. You have made us an off-scouring and refuse in the midst of the people. Now, it's a dreadful thing when God would cover himself with anger and be that determined that he is going to bring judgment. And so that's what had happened. Jeremiah said, you have pursued and slain us. God said that he would bring judgment against them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence. And all these things had happened. And Jeremiah said, our prayer does not pass through. With this covering of anger, this shield, this cloud, God was no longer listening to their prayers because uh, his mind was made up. And now Jeremiah said, you have made us off-scouring and refuse. You know what off-scouring is? It's the stuff that you scrape off your dishes. It's the stuff that goes down the garbage disposal And Jeremiah said, that's what we have become to you now before our enemies. All our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare have come upon us, desolation and destruction. And so now the enemies, their enemies were speaking against them. And all they had to look forward to really was the fear of what was coming next because Now there was desolation and destruction upon the city of Jerusalem and all Judah. My eyes overflow with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes flow and do not cease without interruption till the Lord from heaven looks down and sees. My eyes bring suffering to my soul because of all the daughters of my city. And so uh, in a very sort of poetic way, Jeremiah is saying that he's weeping so there's no more tears left. His eyes are overflowing with rivers of water uh, because of the destruction of the daughter of his people. And that is an endearing term about the people of Jerusalem. Jeremiah knew that there was really nothing more that he could do except weep. He is known as the weeping prophet, hence the book of Lamentations, you know, his laments over the things that were happening to uh, Judah, to Jerusalem. But he said, I will continue this. I will continue to weep until the Lord looks down and sees, until God does something. And so Jeremiah said, my eyes bring suffering to my soul. Now, he had seen so many tragedies and atrocities happen to his people, and he was grieved over this. You know, and I think that we look around today and we see so much evil in the world and things going on that just grieve our soul that are so far removed from God and his righteousness. And, you know, what do we do about that? You know, so many times it doesn't really help just to get angry. I think anger can motivate us to right action. But are we weeping over our nation? Are we weeping over these things? Um, That's really what the Bible tells us we should do. That's what Jesus did over Jerusalem as he saw the desolation that would occur as a result of the rejection of him. He wept over the city as did Jeremiah. And I think many times that if we really want to see a change in our nation, if we want to see a change in the people that we love, we need to become weepers of souls so that we could later become reapers of souls. 
My enemies, without cause, hunted me down like a bird. They silenced my life in the pit and threw stones at me. The waters flowed over my head. I said, I am cut off. And of course, this did happen to Jeremiah. They did hunt him down like a bird. You know, they threw him into a pit and sought to silence him. They didn't want to hear his words anymore. They threw stones at him. Apparently, that's what Jeremiah says here. Uh, And as Jeremiah was sinking in the mire of this cistern, he said, I am cut off. He thought he was going to die. And he would have died had it not been for a certain eunuch that uh, came to his rescue and went to King Zedekiah and pled for Jeremiah and got him out of the pit. I called on your name, O Lord, from the lowest pit. You have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear from my sighing, from my cry for help. You drew near on the day I called on you and said, do not fear. You know, I love this. Jeremiah had said, I cried out from the lowest pit. This sounds like David, you know, down in the lowlands, crying out. His voice was parched, dry as a bone, you know. Uh, And yet, as he cried out, the Lord heard his prayer. We read in Psalm 50, verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. God will always turn his ear to the cry of his desperate ones, when they're in the pit and crying out to God. Oh Lord, you have pleaded the case for my soul. You have redeemed my life. Oh Lord, you have seen how I am wronged. Judge my case. And so he said, you have pleaded the case for my soul. I love the fact that God pleads our case. You know, John in his first epistle said, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Jesus is our defense attorney. He's pleading our case before the Father. He points to his work on the cross for our sins. And so Jeremiah said, you have redeemed my life. And we can say that too. God has redeemed us through the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross for our sins. You've seen how I am wrong. Now, Jeremiah is speaking here not only of himself, but also of his whole nation. He is representing his nation here, how they had been wronged, how how the nations around them had wronged them. God used the Babylonians to bring judgment against his people, but later God would turn and, and judge Babylon for their attitude by which they carried out God's judgment. So Jeremiah said, judge my case. He appealed to God's righteous judgment in the matter. You have seen all their vengeance, all their schemes against me. You have heard their reproach, O Lord, all their schemes against me, the lips of my enemies, and their whispering against me all the day. Look at their sitting down and their rising up. I am their taunting song. So Jeremiah knew that God had seen what they had done, their vengeance, the schemes that they had done against him. He said, you've heard their reproach and whispering, the slander, the lies that they had spoken against him. I am even their taunting song. They made up songs to mock Jeremiah. And so Jeremiah is simply appealing to God. God, you've seen this. You've heard it. So, so deal with it. Repay them, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Give them a veiled heart. Your curse be upon them 
in your anger pursue and destroy them from under the heavens of the Lord. And so, you know, he's saying, look, just give it back to them according to their works and give them a veiled heart. That's interesting because what he's saying here is, you know, let their heart be hardened so that they don't repent, so that they don't turn, so that you will pursue and destroy them even as they have pursued and destroyed us. And so Jeremiah made his appeal to the Lord. He realized that all of these things were happening as a result of the people's sins. He did not find fault with God for bringing the judgment against them. He knew that they deserved it, but he's also appealing to God's mercy. And he's calling the people to repent of their sins so that God would have a basis for showing mercy. You know, God is merciful, but he must have a basis for showing mercy. And the basis is our repentance. It's when we confess our sins. And that's my prayer for our nation. I don't really see much hope for our nation. I see judgment coming down upon our nation. And the only hope that I see is in revival. And that revival must begin at the personal level with personal dissatisfaction, with humbling ourselves, with making uh, an inventory of our sins, searching and examining our ways and confessing our sins and turning from them and seeking God with all of our heart. And I pray that that might begin with me and spread to my church and to our city and our state and our nation that there might be genuine revival. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. On Monday, we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles, where Hezekiah invites Judah and Israel to keep the Passover. Many from Israel mock, but some come. This is the beginning of a spiritual revival. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.